This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk counterfeit. Counterfeit currency, counterfeit gold, maybe counterfeit art. I don't know where it's going to take us. Anything counterfeit, fake, fraudulent. Basically, how to avoid getting scammed. How to kind of, I don't know, we're just going to kind of get into it. So... Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about um, gold and silver, trading gold and silver uh, after a U.S. collapse. Yes. Um, You know, things that are valuable may not necessarily be valuable. I mean, are you going to I got to tell you, I'd rather have, like, lead and sandwiches (laughs) than silver coins. Right. Right. And what, you know, if you... If you have silver and gold, or if you're trading for silver and gold, yes, you want to make sure you're actually getting gold and silver. The same thing with uh, the same thing with bills. Well, Not every emergency is uh, the end of the U.S. economy, and I think um, you know dollar bills go a long way when the credit card machines aren't working. Yes, definitely. In the beginnings of a crisis, cash is king. That's right. And that's always the case, even. Uh, even today, before a crisis, cash is king. Now, when people say counterfeit currency, like, take a guess. 
Now, maybe you looked this up. I don't know. How much do you think? Like, one in how many bills is counterfeit? Like, uh, how often do you think you see I don't know. I would say one in a thousand, one in ten thousand. One in ten thousand bills is fraudulent. All right. According to uh, the U.S. Secret Service. In Which is less than the amount of dollar bills that have trace amounts of cocaine on it. Much less. Much, much <laughs> less. So, $1.4 trillion in U.S. currency in circulation. And they say during the last year, the Secret Service has seized $146 million in fake bills. That's a lot. That's a lot of fake money. So, they're out there working their asses off. Right. And right now, they estimate that there's $147 million still in circulation of counterfeit bills. That's a lot of money. That is. That is. And it's it's tricky. You know, if you if you uh, work at a bank or, or, you know, you're passing $100 bills at Walmart, you know, it's pretty easy for them to check. But, you know, when it comes to... Uh, the nudie bar? When you're putting it bar, in the girl's little G-string... She's not. She's, she's not marking not it with the marker. No. Nope. She's like, ooh, a 20. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I'm just saying hypothetically. I well, would guess actually, that actually, that might not come into play with the current money, because right. you're saying there's some kind of blacklight situation. There, there is. There is. Now, now I know I might be jumping out of order. Yeah. Well, this is this is. But uh, I feel like the nudie bar and blacklights kind of go hand in hand. That's right. That's right. All right. So, so one of this new security uh, uh, things they have implemented on the uh, on the bill. Is that magnetic strip? You know that magnetic strip that's in the yes. you know the twenties and the well, they've got them down in the fives and tens now too. So you can't bleach a, a one dollar bill and print a five on it because you're still going to be missing that stripe. Okay. So, and I'm told that without looking in your wallet, the right equipment, they can tell how much money's in your pocket or in your car. Really, cash wise? Cash wise. Oh, because those strips, huh? Because of the strips. Mm. Just saying. Interesting. That's a thing. All right. So, $5 bill has a magnetic strip on the right side and it glows it glows blue under a black light. $10 bill has it on the right side and glows orange under a black light. A $20 bill has it on the left side glows green under a black light. $50 bill is in the middle and that glows yellow and the $100 bill is on the left side and that glows pink. So that every bill, no matter no matter if you bleach the paper and reprint on it, it's going to glow, glow a different color under the black light. Okay. All right. So when you're at the strip club, she's going to be like, wait, I can see that that does not. <laughs> that is pink, not yellow. I'm, pink, not yellow. Yep. That's a no-go. Get your hand out of my G-string. <laughs> Carry on. Carry your broke ass home. Nobody wants that here. <laughs> but one of the one of the uh, main places to pass counterfeit bills is in bars and nightclubs, and and so and it that's makes why sense. They came out with this blacklight right. test. That's right. Now, one of the other major things on bills is color shifting ink. Ooh. Um, any denomination of five dollars or more has has this feature somewhere on. All right it. now, that's why they're saying the new money is not really counterfeitable. Right. If you follow right. that. It's extremely difficult. It, it's and more expensive to make it, to counterfeit it, than to actually have it. So, 
Um, the color of the numeral on the 20 will change from green to copper, you know, in, in the bottom right corner of the $20 bills. On the $100 bills, it's a, it's a inkwell that's mm. on the $100 bill. And if you hold the bill straight in front of you, it's going to be copper. But if you Do I break lean it out? to the side and look at it from an angle, you're going to see, you're going to see it's going to change to green. I don't have any 20s, but I do have hundreds for some reason. All right. So there's an inkwell? There's a there's a, a green uh, copper inkwell yes, on it. Yes, I see it. And it's got a green bell in it or right. a bell inside it. Yep. And, when and the you, bell is cracked. Mine's defective. When you look at it from an angle, <laughs> it's broken, yeah. When you look at it from an angle, like when you look at it from the, on the edge, yes, you can see that it changes color. The The... The bell itself changes. Color. I have not. I did not know that until this episode. So mm-hmm. really, you guys are getting like real gold right here. All right, it, and it now, looks like gold in the now. Inkwell. Keep that out here because I got a couple more for you. All right, all right. I may have a twenty. Raised, oh, I do have a twenty. Raised printing. Uh, the bills have raised printing on the on the edges of it around the border. Okay, and I feel it. You can feel it with the tips of your fingers. So if you can't feel that raised printing, it's a fake. Mm-hmm. Smart. There's if if your bill has blurry borders or text because the the print right. is extremely fine on the on the bills uh, in certain areas and it's really hard for a printer to print that fine. So you just look at it with a magnifying glass and if you can't read the writing or if there's little smudges on the on the borders around the outside, then the, you know it's a fake. Now, I was reading they have, like, in their collars, it'll say things, and did you see this? Yeah, there's weird there's was, weird little but things But I looked, and there. I was like, I don't see shit. Like, yeah. in Jackson's collar. Oh, I don't know about that. There's supposed to be words, mm-hmm. and I was like, nah, you got to go to a magnifying glass on that one. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there's a couple other things that are, are extremely hard to duplicate. One of those is uh, red and blue threads in the paper of the bill. Now, um, counterfeiters will usually print this the, little the bit, threads. The, okay. the threads on top of there. But if you look closely, you can see that it's printed on there and it's not actual parts now, of the It's hard in the, the nightclub. It is and hard. You have like, to have really good the lighting there and you have to have magnifying glass. That's right. She's not going to be like, wait. Right. The black light test is for the strippers. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, watermarks. A lot of counterfeiters will print like a faint. Now this would be the ghost, a faint if you image, will. right? And it's always an exact, either an exact image of the face on the bill or a mirror of it. And if you, if you can see it without holding it up to the light, then it's printed on the bill itself, and it's gotcha. not. It's not. You know, it's not a watermark. So that's one of the main. That's one of the main giveaways on those bills. Now, what if it looks like an angry woman in the ghost? Then <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. But I mean, if it's Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson kind of looks like it, like an angry woman. It was Jackson. All right, all right. <laughs> there you go. That, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Jackson. Side note: Jackson killed more than twenty people uh, over the course of his life, mostly in duels, and. Over when counterfeit say, money? When I say over 20 people, I mean over 20 white people because he didn't count 
other races as people. And he killed <laughs> a massive so amount of Na- Native Americans. Are you trying to get him taken off the $20 I bill? just don't think he should be on there. All right. When he died, they brought his parrot to his funeral, and they had to take it away because it kept swearing. <laughs> I do remember him having an angry parrot. Right, right. Now, on the $100 bill, uh, one of the newest features on there is uh, it's got a 3D ribbon. On okay. the on the down the middle of the bill, it's it like does. a like a blue ribbon. I see a blue ribbon, and it's that's a three D. It looks like it's, I want to have move. a seizure when I move the bill. Right, it's got bells in hundreds on it. I don't know about that. Well, you got bad eyes, maybe. Yeah, well, it's dark in here, like a cave. Yeah. I need it now. When I was a when I was a youngster, this is probably twenty years ago. All right, I was working with a guy that just got out of prison. Logically. Now, now, just keep in mind that he just got out of prison after what I'm going to tell you here. What he told me is that you would he would take singles, $1 bills, and put them in a cookie sheet and then spray the cookie sheet with, with oven cleaner and mm. just use a whole can in there, and it would bleach the bills. Mm. And then he would take the bills out, dry them out, and then print hundreds on them. And what he would do is he, he said it was around Christmas time, and he'd just go around and buy Christmas trees and get the change, throw the Christmas tree out down the street, and then go on to the next place. And why wouldn't he give the Christmas tree to poor people? You know what I'm saying? It's like Robin Hood, you know? Exactly. Except you're just keeping most of the money for yourself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at least you'd be spreading yeah, some Christmas Didn't Robin Hood cheer. really keep stuff for himself? Probably. Wasn't he pretty fat Probably. Too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to spot spot a shitty bill okay uh one of the easiest ways is is the watermark and you should be able to feel the raised printing on the on the bill i'll agree with that but in general because there's a lot of older money in circulation and right. you, you are going to come across that i gotta say you, you're still you know one generation back you're gonna see the ghost mm-hmm. and the big thing i always go for is the strip yeah across that's you really got to look for the strip, and it'll say like USA one hundred, USA five, USA twenty. Right, and it's weird because it'll mess with you because sometimes the strip will be backwards, uh-huh. like upside down, and that's okay. Okay, and that freaked me out because I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> why is this one like this and this one like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but again, you got to get into like some hardcore people to really know the difference. Right, right. And there's a, there is a lot of counterfeit money out there, and they said that 20s and 100s are the most commonly counterfeited. I always thought it was just 100s. And it used to be like Taco Bell was the place to dump your counterfeit money, Uh-huh. but now it turns out they're all like scanning them because they knew about that. Okay. There you so, go. Now, if you find yourself in possession of counterfeit bills, yes, you just lose it. That you they don't reimburse the you. Guy? Yeah, you oh, just no. got to get rid of it. You got to go to the grocery store is what I find. Yeah, okay. The grocery store, they're good. They don't, they don't care, huh? Gas stations, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those are the places you want to dump it. Actually, I did go on the government website, All Secret right. Service, and this is what they want you to do. So, according to the U.S. Secret Service, All right. they recommend if you receive a counterfeit, do not return it to the passer. Don't say this is no good and take it away, get out of my store. Do not do that. 
Do this is what they that. say. I'm not saying what I would do. You're supposed to keep, get, take their description, right? Right. They wrestle them to the ground, fight, whatever mm-hmm. you got to do, right? No, it actually doesn't say that. Um, right. it, it says, do not return to the passer. Delay the passer. Now, I don't know why you're delaying them if you haven't done anything to notify anyone. Right. Maybe you're like prolonging the conversation. <laughs> um, observe the passer's description as well as that that of their companions and license plate numbers of any vehicles involved. Right. Contact your local police or the U.S. Secret Service field office. These numbers are found inside the front page of your telephone directory. So when did they update this? Like 1952? Yeah. Who has a phone book? Yeah, you remember oh, those let things? let me break out the phone book. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's probably not gonna. Happen. Uh, my my internet was out last week. Not to not to disrupt you or last last month. Okay. I asked my twenty two year old daughter to get the phone book to order a pizza. What? From the f- and she said, "Well, we have no internet. I don't know the number." I said, "Look in the phone book." She said, "How?" <laughs> yes. She had no idea how to use use a phone book. I feel like when you open it up, it's pretty clear on how it works. Woo. But no, not for no. her. No. All right. So they want you to immediately write your initials and the date in the border area of the suspect note. Again, I feel like I'm incriminating myself. Yeah. This is Secret Service says to do this. Mm -hmm. Limit the handling of the note aside of defacing it. Right. Because, you know, it's a crime to deface money. But it's not real money, so it's it's okay. It's fake money? Okay. It's actually... It turns out that's not a crime. You can ruin as many bills as you want. Really? Because I, I it's feel just like I want to melt a lot of <laughs> copper pennies. Yeah. Well, you're not allowed to do that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You can deface them and damage them. But not melt down but my copper can't, pennies. But you can't melt down your copper pennies. All right. So we won't talk about that. Um, so write your initials. Limit the handling. Place in a protective covering such as an envelope. Okay. All right. Um, surrender the note. Or coin only to a properly identified police officer or Secret Service special agent. All right. So that's what I got. That's what they want you to do. Now, right. me, I'm going to pass that bill and get it going. I'm sure I'm talking yeah. about now, if he, committing a felony yeah, here. If probably. you're having, say, a yard sale and somebody comes up and gives you a note, you don't notice when it happens. Right. And you find yourself and you've got a $100, a fake $100 bill. And you go to the bank to put your money in the bank. Well, if you realize you have a fake, actually, my bank doesn't check before so. you before you do it. Then you're out a hundred dollars. The Secret Service, if you do all this, the Secret Service is going to come. They're going to take that hundred dollar bill, and you're not going to have a hundred dollars now. I need that money to feed my babies. Exactly. Well, this so, sounds like a fuck so, up. I could be reporting crimes. I want a reward. You don't get a reward. This is not good. You get you get fleeced of a hundred bucks. Fleeced. Yes. So go to another yard sale and buy a hundred dollars <laughs> worth of stuff. Cause yard sale weekend. That's right, buddy. It's coming up. There you up. go. All right. So yeah, I'm not telling you to go commit a felony, but that's what they want you to do. Yeah, I, it's a I federal crime. Yeah, it's, it's a, a federal. That's like federal ass pounding prison crime. It's yeah, not. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you don't want to really be the counterfeiter, so. I'm going to say maybe don't pass it along. But, I mean, hey, if you don't know that it's mm-hmm. counterfeit, you just think it might be. Right. 
don't look too hard into it is what I would tell you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I do have one story of a guy who was a bit of a counterfeiter. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, I want to say caught, maybe murdered is a better word, by okay. the Secret Service. All right. We'll see how the story plays out. Tell, yeah, let's see here so what happened. They, the, inter, the Secret Service were like, hey, I got a quota. I got, you know, to catch bad guys. I don't know how to do it. And you guys remember way back when we told you about the Tor browser right. on the internet? Yep. The dark web, the if dark you will. Web. Right. So he's like, you know, I heard about this dark web, the Secret Service guy. He's like, I'm going to go there and see if I can find some counterfeit money. Mm-hmm. Goes on there and he types in highest reviewed counterfeit money guy. Right. This guy's screen name is Bill Maker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Now you're thinking like Bill Maker? Mm-hmm. No, it's Bill Maker, like one thing. Okay. All right. His so first name isn't confused. Bill, and it he just happened Bill. to have a right. convenient no, he's last Bill name. Maker, right. So Bill Maker's pretty slick, and this guy's like, all right, you know, his reviews are all really good. Now, actually, what I read is the Secret Service isn't that interested in going after people who are using their inkjet printer. And slapping them out. Okay. They want, like, quality work. All right. And so he's searching for the guy, and when he found Bill Maker, the reviews were, like, five stars. This guy's great. You know, would use again. You know, that kind of thing. Now, Bill Maker was offering $45 to the 100 kind of thing. You pay him $45 U.S. dollars, he'll send you a $100 bill in the mail. And... This is actually what gets him in trouble. He offers free tracking of the package. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you okay. know it's going to arrive. Right. Now that's probably how he got the high rating, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, you know, I'm going to look into this guy. Well, they took the information of the free tracking uh-huh. and they found out that the tracking originated in this guy's hometown of. Somewhere not really relevant. I don't know. And we're going to find him out. All right. So they go and they, they, they go and they talk to the local post office there. And they're like, oh, you know, I take detailed notes when I set up the tracking thing and whatever. Let me go through and check. Oh, yeah, this guy has a P.O. box across the street. And we can look at that. So, all right, they look at the P.O. box. And they dig up, and they end up coming up with a name, and the guy's name was something more. Um, it wasn't Maker. More ma- It wasn't Bill Maker after all. Okay. His name actually ends. He was up- a pseudonym. That's what a what a scam. I was so excited about finding Bill Maker. <laughs> no, that would have been genius, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Never would have suspected he'd use his real name. Yeah, I don't even know what his name is. His last name is Johnson. But the bottom line, he, he he's using this alias. But anyway, this is what they said. Turns out, when he did a little research, the guy is a member of the prepper movement. Ooh, all right. Now, it gives a description. A member of the prepper movement is an activist who stockpiles food, ammunition, and other supplies because they believe a nuclear war... Or other catastrophe is likely. 
Johnson had served three years in federal prison for selling pirated copies of Microsoft Office. Wasn't okay. seen that play out, right? Well, I didn't know you could get prison time for that shit. <laughs> but he <laughs> wow. was arrested again in 2016 on counterfeit charges and then released on bond. Mm-hmm. Which he paid with counterfeit bills. <laughs> they indicted him in February 2017 and, oh, for charges of counterfeiting and growing marijuana. But then he just never went back. Okay. He yeah. was like, hey, you, you got to show up to court. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't sound good to me. So he goes and scores a girlfriend. All right. And this guy would wake up. She They, they talked to her after the fact. They right. didn't know who she was, you know, prior to. Right. But after they arrest him, it turned out she was on vacation having a dream vacation in Thailand that he paid for. Because he's like, hey, I've been doing really good in the internet sales um, of marijuana business. Okay. And that's a, a cash business. I don't know how internet sales and cash And cash, together, I don't know how that works out. But whatever, she bought it and was like, I'm going to... Thailand or wherever the fuck I said. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But all right. So, and he said that he had seen horrible things in his life. So she should understand. But they think it's just because he knew that the Secret Service was on to him. And so that's why he was always stressed and, you know, freaking out. So anyway, turns out he lives in a cabin in the woods, middle of nowhere. Makes sense. They figure it out from the postman. Because they're like, well, when I deliver his letters, I, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But they send 10 cars to go get this guy. Mm-hmm. He pulls out of his driveway. The 10 FBI cars or Secret Service cars all roll out, and they're following him. And then you're not going to believe what gun he pulls out of his back seat. What is it? It's an AR-15. Oh, no. <laughs> he pulls out the AR-15 and is like, you're not going to take me alive. And then little shootout ensues. And they so didn't take him alive. <laughs> they, they didn't take him alive. Then they went inside and they had a great picture I'm going to try and share with the prepping badass group. Mm-hmm. of He had like um, uh, closet poles for your clothes. Right. They, with the little hangers with the clips, you know, they have for like the children's clothes at like Macy's or something. Mm-hmm. And it's hanging $100 bills on all the little clips. Why would you store it that he way? He was drying it. Oh, he was drying them. He was drying it. Now, then the last thing that was the kicker with the story was investigators may have a clue how he was able to build this, you know, create such perfect money. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what their clue is. He had a thumb drive jammed in an ankle holster, and it contained 50 screen grabs of text. Agents suspect that the texts and this um, this uh, flash drive are a digital key that might unlock something that they have no idea how to unlock and that they may never crack. But if they did... That might tell them how he did it. That's their clue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they have they no got. idea. They I got was like, nothing. what? They don't know how he did it because they're idiots? Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. That's a little strange to me. So we actually, turns out you're not just counterfeiting dollars. There's other things like coins in a barter economy, possibly. Right. 
Right. Now, tell me about, like, gold, diamonds, and silver. You know yeah. about that? Well, now, I do have some silver quarters. All right. Well, let's let's talk about gold first. Now, gold is is somewhat easier to to check than than most things. You say it. I don't know. All right. Uh, well, go. first off, gold isn't is not magnetic. Yes, but it turns out when I checked into this, they were like, but sometimes it can be and still be gold. Well, what it is is it's sometimes uh, on gold jewelry. The clasps are the same color, but they're not actually gold oh. because the clasps won't, won't hold up. If they're all gold, right. they'll, they'll bend and now, and stay bent. All right. Tell us what you got on gold, and then I'll, I'll give you my all the right. real story. Now, what you want to do is is take your gold. You want to make a little nick in it. Yes. Right? Because most of the time, if it's fake gold, it's gold plated. It's real, it's real gold on the outside, right. Right, so actually, if you did your little acid tests and stuff like this that we're going to get into, right, it would show up as good to go. As real gold. That's why you want to make a little nick in it, right? And then you're going to use liquid nitric acid on okay. the scratch, and it's going to turn green if it's fake. Uh, if it turns milky, it means it's gold over silver. And yes, if it's unaffected, it's, silver. it's yes. real gold. Right. Now, the other thing to look for is uh, a small stamp. Uh, yeah. Usually, it'll mark the carats or the purity. But, you know, an older jewelry and older pieces of gold, it won't, you won't have that stamp on there. I have some insight into the stamp, so I'm going to be able to help you guys out. All right. Wait, now, I don't want to get in the way. The skin test is an actual real Ooh, test that is more. actually true. So, you take a piece of gold and you hold it in your, in your hand and your sweaty little, little digits. My grubbies. Yep. All and right. the sweat from your hands in a few minutes, it's gonna your skin's gonna discolor, either black or green, and it reacts with the perspiration. So if you just hold it in your your sweaty little palm for a few minutes, and then look at your skin afterwards, you'll be able to tell. Now the best way to test your gold is to take it to a jeweler, though, because they they will really uh be able to tell right yeah, away. They know right away. Mm -hmm. Now, so I did look. You can buy online on like eBay, like a $20 test kit. Okay. And that'll include like a scale, all your different acids. And so it's weird. They have different concentrations of acid. So they have like, you'll get like five little tubes, uh -huh. right, of acid. And what it'll be is one tube for each one. So like if it's 24 carat. It'll be one tube. Okay. Um, 21 carat, whatever, 14 carat as you go down each right. thing. Now, so what they do is it comes with a little stone, and you'll rub the gold off on the stone like a little powder kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then you put the acid on it. If it's lower than whatever acid you're applying, it'll completely dissolve into nothing. But if it's closer to pure, then it won't dissolve. Mm-hmm. And that's how they do it. So thing is, like, if somebody tells you, oh, this is 14 carat, then you put on the acid for 14 carat, mm -hmm. and it should stay. And if it dissolves, you know it's not quite up to that level. Right. And that's that's just another, you know, little thing. Now, I didn't really understand the carat and the whole thing and the purity and, and understanding gold. Mm -hmm. So a troy ounce of gold is 31.1 grams. Okay. Um, gold in its purest form is 24 carat. 
So when you hear the gold, you know, whatever, um, the gold price for the day, mm-hmm. they're talking about 24 karat. When they're like, oh, gold 1400 or 1200 or whatever, mm-hmm. that that's what they're talking about is 24 karat. So then what you need to do is if you decide, all right, this gold chain that you have here is, oh, and, and the gold price is set on that troy ounce. So that's right. why you need right. to and know that weight. Today, an ounce of gold is worth $1,333.60. All right. So basically, you would take that 1336 bucks, divide it by 31.1 mm-hmm. grams, and then whatever grams you have in your new little scale you got in your $20 kit, you'd multiply that. Right. By that number. Right. And a right. gram right now is $42.88. That's to do the math. So, right. right. If you do the math. So, the thing is, that's assuming it's 24 carat. But now, <clears throat> same thing. You have to take that next number and you would, you know, basically divide that by 24 and then multiply it by whatever carat it is. Right. By, so, if, by it's, 24, if it's 12 carat, you could just divide it by or, two, right? right? Whatever. Now, basically, the way it works, if it's 10 carat or less, you can't call it like a gold necklace or a gold bracelet. 10 carat is the, you just got garbage is what they're telling you. Um, Now, the markings that Kevin, uh, most of them will say like 14K or 14 uh, IT or sorry, 14 KP or just K, something like that, or IT. Also, if it's gold-plated. Now, gold-plated will usually be stamped GP, GEP, RGP, HGE, HGP, or GF, because you're going to remember all those. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Yeah, Sometimes it'll have the purity uh, percentage on there, but yes. it's, normally it's carrot. Right, which um, the carrot denotes a, like, 14 carat is actually 58.3%. Okay. Is the way it works. But you get the idea of dividing with the 24, you know, right. you can kind of get there on your own. Um, so that's basically gold. Now, then there's silver. Yeah, silver's a little more tricky. Silver's tricky. Um, Again, it goes back to the nitric acid. Um, If you put nitric acid on silver, it's going to turn creamy white. Like Kevin uh, mentioned earlier, things are plated. And you'll be able to tell that it's silver, but you're also going to be wrecking your silver. Yes. By doing this. So Yeah, yeah. when you do the nitric acid, you you Because silver tarnishes. It it has an ugly mark. Yeah, Yeah. and nitric acid is an oxidizer. And what you want to do is you want to score it, put it on there, and usually the inside it'll turn green. If it's not silver, mm-hmm. and you'll have the creamy white. Right, creamy white if it is outside. silver. Now, I always wondered what the hell is sterling silver, right? Because they're right. whatever sterling. They always you know, say sterling silver. I don't silver. know. So It's 92.5% silver. You're stealing my thunder. Sorry, here. sorry. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to note on it. Uh, the uh, Now, uh, silver isn't generally, isn't pure silver it has to be an alloy because it's so fine and so easily breakable it's soft 
and it's it's so most silver when it's traded in commodity is considered fine silver. Like when and you that's buy a ninety nine point nine percent silver. Exactly. When you get a quarter that is um, made between nineteen thirty two and nineteen sixty four, uh, it turns out that you uh, the quarter is like eighty percent. All right, is what you're going for. Um, I so don't it's know. not sterling silver. Now, the way I always find my old quarters <clears throat> is you'll take your roll of quarters mm-hmm. and hold them up. And when you look at a quarter from the side, you'll see like a bronze color or maybe copper color. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the silver color. Right. And if you hold up a quarter from the right time period that I just mentioned, right, it'll just look it'll silver, just be silver all the way across. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you can take a whole roll and... And just look at the side and go, oh, that one's silver, and pull it out and check the dates. Mm-hmm. Just in case you're a little silver collector. I don't right. know. Something. Right. And get Go to the bank and just get a roll of quarters. And, and start going dice, through them. Yep. You know? Nope. Not bad. Now, silver is also um, uh, not magnetic. Is that right? Sounds right. Right. Oh. All right. Um, yeah, silver is not magnetic. I got to hear my notes. I thought I left that note out. All right, so got anything else about silver? That's what I got on silver. Now, interesting story. Back in the days when Fort Knox actually kept gold, oh. um, the people that worked inside there— I think they tell people that there's still gold in there. Oh, do they still tell people yeah, that? That's, I don't think not, there's any in there. You're not supposed to tell anyone that. Oh, that's, okay. that's a secret. All right. Um, the people that used to work in there had to wear special suits yeah. that they would leave there because what people were doing— was rubbing the gold on their clothes. Yeah. And small amounts would rub off in the fabric of their clothes, and then they would melt it out in, you know, they would boil it and get it out, boil the clothes and get it out of there. And so they would just get a little bit of gold every day, and nobody would notice. And then because that's why there isn't any be, there anymore. Just Yeah, it was all rubbed out. It was all rubbed out. <laughs> and then after they were like, there's nothing here, they're like, fuck it, that's it, special suits. That's it. That's it. I used to work for a guy that was a, um, he was a printer, and he would print, uh, he would print checks. He didn't print bills, because apparently that's that was too complicated. But he was, uh, his his hobby or his business was... Uh, counterfeiting was, money? Well, was counterfeiting things. Oh. And so what he would do is he would make, he would make stone axe heads like Native American mm. stone axe heads, and he would wrap it, he would put, uh, wrap it in leather, and in with the, the stone axe head, he would put pennies and dog shit. Yeah. And then he would, he said, you just bury it in the in the yard for six months, and when you pull it out, it looks like it's been, you know, in the ground for, for you know, hundreds he of He was like a dog shit collector. And then he would sell. I mean, you only need one one piece of dog shit for and each dog's accent. going every day, so. Yep. All right. So he would he would uh, sell these uh, axe heads for, you know, a couple of thousand dollars to collectors. So just be aware when you're uh, buying an axe head if it a, smells a little head. off. If it smells like copper and dog poop. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. All right. Now. I was talking to the wife, and I was like, you know, I have these great ideas for upcoming survival basic badass podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, look, you know, I I think we need to do one on the ATF. Okay. 
And I think there's something there. And she goes, they're going to be sick and tired of you talking about guns. And nobody wants to hear you talk about guns all the damn time. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, we're doing an episode on counterfeit currency today. Mm-hmm. We're doing an episode on what the hell did we decide next week? Maybe bug out trailer. Mm-hmm. Bug out trailers. And how do uh you know, get out of Dodge and be ready for, you know, anything ready that comes up. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing an episode on alien invasions. Right. Right. And then I want to do an episode on the ATF. And when it's on, when we do the episode on the ATF, two thirds of it are going to be on tobacco and, and alcohol. So, I mean. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and and most of it's going to be funny jokes about guys with hats looking over fences. Mm-hmm. So I don't even see how we could get into trouble. Right. I, right. I, we might get in trouble with the so ATF. Let us know. Oh, definitely. There's a chance of that. Yeah. They, I don't think they, they have a sense of humor. No? No. Then why are they always making those fun cartoons all over the Facebook? <laughs> I'm not 100% on that. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. But so just, you know, if you guys think you're hearing too much about guns, you get a little upset. My wife would love to hear from you. Just put a note on the pod on the prepping badass group. She'll saying I'm sick and tired of all these the... damn guns. Do a show on tobacco and alcohol. Exactly. You know we did the moonshine episode. You know we did do that. We haven't talked about how to grow your own tobacco. Now what about counterfeit wine? We have some uh, antifreeze. Yes, <laughs> is that something we can look into? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, it makes you go blind. Oh, yeah. You have to get do just the right amount. It's an art, mm-hmm. in art form, you know. Yep. So yep. Now there's I got a couple more on oh fake diamonds. Oh fake diamonds. Let's, I do even have through some that real insight quick. on that myself because I I feel like when the apocalypse pop, apocalypse comes, we're not going to be trading for diamonds. We're trading lot. the wife's ring. No, not gonna. I mean, it's not going to be worth. Because that much. was the idea. The gold of the, of the ring the, is the wedding be worth band it. is like to you know have something to get trade yourself off back on your feet. Yeah, you know after the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you got? All right. So if you breathe on a diamond, the condensation from your breath will clear up in one to two seconds. On every other stone, it's going to last longer than that. I did Cubic not know zirconia, that. zirconia. Really? Glass. Everything else. So that's one real quick way to check it. All right. Um, <clears throat> a real diamond is going to sink directly down to the bottom of a glass of water. I've heard this. However, a really big cubic zirconian will also. Will, right. So, But if it's a really big cubic zirconian, come on. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. You know. You know you didn't get a diamond mm-hmm. that big. Right. Yeah. Your your husband's broke. Don't trust him. <laughs> don't trust him. When he's giving you the six carat stone, no. Mm-hmm. I don't think Another so. Another way to test it is to get a glass full of ice water. Okay. And then take some tweezers or some pliers and hold the diamond under it. Hold the diamond in it and hold the lighter up to it till it gets really hot. Then drop it in that glass of water. A diamond won't shatter. Everything else will. Cubic zirconia might not. Cubic zirconia is actually a diamond, though, right? That's the thing. I That's mean, it where is you get diamond. into some danger. Uh... So, I mean, to me, I don't. To me, diamonds are really not worth shit because okay. you can make fake ones and there's tons of diamonds out there and they're just people are hoarding them to keep yeah. the value up it's not really uh 
No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't invest in diamonds. All right. So here's some of the other cool things that I saw. Mm-hmm. They, you set it. You draw a line on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Set a diamond on it. The flat side and if eight, down. Flat side down, and you look. You really can't see anything of that line, right? In a real diamond. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked at. I was watching on YouTube, and the guy's doing it, and he had the fake one. It didn't look like a line. But you could see like the outer edges, like it looked like a circle kind mm-hmm. of it exploded into. And with the real diamond, you couldn't see shit. Couldn't see anything under you it. You really could yeah. not see so through you it. You can do that with uh, newsprint too. Okay. You can see, you usually can see some of the letters. So again, none of these are absolutes, but these are steering you in the right direction. Right. These are uh, guidelines. Now, once if you really want to ch- check it, take it to a jeweler. Or I have one better. All right. I mean, you really need to go to a jeweler. But this is a good one. So you want to scratch glass with it, right? You're like, oh, I heard diamonds will scratch glass. Well, cubic zirconia, scratch glass. Scratch glass, too. But work with me on this. Turns out you have an iPhone. A lot of people do. Maybe your kids do. Mm -hmm. Maybe your wife does. Grab someone else's iPhone. Now, you have the little camera lens on the back. Mm Mm-hmm. Turns out that's made out of synthetic sapphire. Okay. That's a very hard substance, and that's why you don't scratch your camera mm-hmm. all the time. And if you try and scratch it with the real diamond, it's going to scratch the shit out of that. All right, so you're going to ruin the iPhone. You're going to ruin the iPhone. Your friend's iPhone. <laughs> your friend's iPhone. Right. Or one you picked up somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? You're going to scratch it. Whereas even the cubic zirconian, most likely, it'll scratch it, but not really. Like, it'll be enough to ruin it that it takes shitty pictures. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's that you're not going to, like, really gouge into it. The diamond's going to all-in gouge into All it. All right. Now, an interesting other fact that I just sure. learned recently with with your phone camera. Okay. If you're in, a like, a hotel room. Yeah. And you're creeped out and you're a crazy person you think there's hidden cameras. Go on, look all over the room with through the camera of your phone because it'll light up. If you take a uh, remote control for your TV and shine it at the point it at your, your camera lens on your phone and then hit the button, you can see the UV laser. And now wait a minute, I'm taking a picture. You're, you're just looking through the camera. Okay. You're not taking a picture, and you're scanning around the room in places you think a, a, camera, a camera might, might be. be. Hmm. And that's because cameras, uh, you know, of, of perverts and, and rooms like that, they have to have uh, UV light. That's uh, the rule. Yeah, because otherwise cameras? people are just going to have sex in the dark, and you're not going to see nothing. Oh, so you're saying if I break out my night vision, right? I'm good. I'm gonna see. Right, and, but you can also spot the night vision. Gotcha. Goggles with the camera. All right. And also, you remember the old trick of the mirror glass. If you look really close at it, mm-hmm. you can see through it. You can it. see through it. That's right. That's right. And you can spot that. You can spot mirrored glass. And there's also, if you put something against it, mm-hmm. like if you, say, take your phone case, put it right against the glass, there's the shadow there's a space. should be like in... Right, right. That's there's a space, space between where the, into. yep. So, yeah, just just a little heads up. My wife was uh, worried about that when we went on vacation, so I I figured out how to how to check for it. 
there were heads up there were no hidden cameras in the hotel room so hey. what not to do though yes. when you're going to hotel rooms is get a black light and turn the lights oh, out and go over danger, the bed. Danger. You're not going to want to sleep there. No. You, you, and I don't know if they'll give you your money back. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's like a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the Nazis also forced prisoners to counterfeit money. I, oh, okay. That was, All right. Just yeah, popped up on my phone as mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, you were looking for this earlier and right. now there it is. Okay. All right. Now you said we could bounce silver coins. What happens? Oh, I don't remember. That was a, that was an old conversation. Oh, that was, yeah, you were that was, drinking. That was, three, that was like three days ago. I don't He's remember like, that anymore. Bring some silver coins if you we'll bounce do some them. Tests. Yep. We'll do some tests. Yeah, we'll do some. No, okay. No. All They're right, all gone now. So that's good. Now, Seth Spanny over at Span Eye Blades mm-hmm. did send us some knives. They are back in the custody of the badasses. So we're gonna put together a plan. Now, Kevin did say these Bowie knives are a little intimidating. I think the points right. are a little sharper than maybe he expected. Mm-hmm. Frightening. Frightening. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, you guys might be getting excited. There might be some uh, things available to the uh, common man. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna come up with some uh, some ideas on, on how, how to, to unload these things. How to unload these guys. All yep. right. Um, also, maybe a good start would be supporting us on Patreon, mm-hmm. which turns out Brian supports us on tra- Patreon. You uh, guys don't know who Brian is, but Brian knows who Brian, Brian is. Brian knows who he is. And Seth, over at Span Eye Blades, mm-hmm. supports us on Patreon. All right, so we're going to send some patches out? Good. All right, all right, excellent. Now, if you guys, um, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, Talk about aliens. Talk about uh, what else are we doing in the next couple weeks? Bug out trailer. Bug out trailer. Um, you guys can uh, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Yeah, you um, heard about the topic. So you can, you have actually got some secret insider information because my wife pried it out of me. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, what is it, privileged or what do they Privileged call it? information. Something. That's right. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.